check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue, and delighted to be joined in studio by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. We're going to be talking about the effect of the Cavan Tyrone game being called off and the circumstances in which it was called off. Uh, we're also going to be looking back at Congress and how the the result of the Super 8, the All-Ireland final has been changed and the replay has been taken out of the inter-county game, how it's going to affect the club scene here in Cavan and in other counties. And we'll be looking ahead to Cavan against Donegal this coming weekend. Um, it's a Saturday evening game in Kingspan Brefty Park. I suppose, Paul, to start off with Sunday afternoon on the way up the road, we we actually had a bit of an idea halfway up the road that, that something was going to happen here. Or we should have had an idea before we left because you, you ran out of diesel, but <laughs> maybe that was a sign your car was telling us there's no point in you going. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention the other idea, uh, which was uh, if, this, if this game's called off, boys, we're, we're all going to the pub for the evening. Yeah, that lasted like, what, three drinks? <laughs> three drinks, yeah. It shows, it shows our age at this we're point. We're getting old, yeah. I'm the going to Sligo for a few days and I asked the fella um, what, what, are, what, are what are a few good things to do in Sligo? And he says, oh, there's a great walk um, out in such such a place I was like geez, we are getting old but instead of telling me the good pubs he's telling me the good walks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to it but the game was called off at 27 minutes past one you know there was I'd say there could have been the guts of a thousand people outside when we were coming in to the, the stadium to Oma um, you know with cars parked up people walking up people actually standing at the gates so surely in this day and age the uh, the process has to be put in place to call these games off earlier if they're going to be called off. Yeah, there, there doesn't seem to be any protocol there um, for these for these grounds. That maybe what they need to do is designate certain grounds which are which are have a tendency to flood, like so Breffney Park, uh, Healy Park, Hyde Park, and Roscommon. These are grounds that probably need an overhaul and have a tendency to flood. And you know if it's okay if it's if it's um, a really top of the range pitch brand new pitch with great drainage it's not going to flood unless there's an as- absolute typhoon but mm. the, the likes of Healy Park like this, they must have known they had to have kn- to know but the funny thing was um, David Goff replied to a tweet on, on Twitter and said that uh, it was Declan Woods I think had had the tweet up saying that how come the referee could only inspect the pitch an hour before throwing or an hour and 15 minutes before throwing or whatever way he put it and Goff he didn't tweet it to David Goff but Goff obviously was has, his antenna was twitching and he, he put up a reply straight away I said Declan just want to clarify I got no correspondence from Tyrone County Board to let me know the pitch was, was a doubt or in trouble so I didn't leave early so um, he probably usually arrives to a game an hour an hour and ten minutes beforehand and that's what he did as normal which was which was a terrible shame um, but then and again this is rumour but that the Dublin Donegal referee was asked by Crow Park to inspect the field. I, I don't think it's rumor. I think that I think that uh, he, that was said on radio. Now I tried to find it, but I th- I'm pretty sure it was said on radio because I've I've seen it in in print that it was it was said on radio. Mm, well, I've, I uh, what I had heard was that the and I think it was one of the ground staff in Healy Park said to me that the the referee from the Donegal Dublin game 
was here at 11 or half 11, something around that, and inspected it and sent pictures back to Crow Park and said that he didn't think it was going to be playable. Um, so uh, surely at that point, if he's like it, maybe maybe it's a rule within the G that only the official match official can that, call uh, off the that game. Is, that is a rule. But surely the G and maybe maybe it's something for Congress next year. We have to wait twelve months to change this. But if if an independent referee who has no affiliation to either Tyrone or Cavan is driving by and is asked to go in and look at the pitch and says, "Listen, there's there's lying water on top of this. There's no way it's going to clear in time." this should be called off now at half 11 that would have meant that most people didn't have to leave Cavan to go up you know the amount of people I was talking to that were only 20 minutes away from it like they were in Irvinstown or up on the up on the, the Derry Road coming into Oma you know it's it, it, it's unfair in this day and age yeah, absolutely absolutely it's no brainer something something better than that could be done um, you know it's on the weekend that was in it where the GA got a lot of negative press as well with with the with the reaction to the events in, in Crow Park at Congress, definitely that that was more bad PR that they didn't need. Um, now the, the, I laughed at some of the comments on Twitter. Like one guy was saying that his his child was playing in the goal games and it was um, looking forward to it all day and it was an absolute disgrace. This was a Tyrone man, like so. What, what he the Tyrone County board couldn't do anything about the rain. And I mean, okay, the the pitch flooded. The the pitch they have is the pitch they have at the moment. Maybe they can invest in that in the future. But it can't, you can't blame the wrong county board for having a flooded pitch. That happens mm. to the best of us. But it, but it's the cabin people that should be annoyed more than anything. Like, like it was interesting, Damien, that the Tyrone uh, management and players never left Kelly's Inn in Ballygally. That's where they meet up beside Garvahi, um, their training centre. They never left there. I and wrote a piece for tomorrow's paper saying how um, David Goff called the game off and. Uh, Meanwhile, cut to cut to, to Kelly's Inn and Sean Cavan and the boys are lining up playing cards and eating scones, drinking coffee. But but it wasn't like that. But I mean, they, well, they weren't put out by at, it. At twenty seven minutes past one, an hour before the game, you'd expect at inter county level that the teams are already in stadium, but the Tyrone team were nowhere near. Nah. The, the rumor is that uh, Tyrone were training in Garvahi at that stage. That's that's the rumor that, that's coming out from from a number of different sources. So you know, Tyrone. We're under no illusions. The Tyrone management were under no illusions. This game won't go ahead. Well, it's funny that you should say that because um, with GPS, is everything is so scientific. If 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 we we're to believe what what Owen Maguire told me when I when I interviewed him um, five or six weeks ago, he he explained to me why they bring players out for for extended sprint sessions after a match. We'll say a fellow who only gets ten minutes or who doesn't come on at yeah. all. He said you have to keep the load up because a spike in the training load and it's all monitored by GPS. Can lead to injuries. That's the data that's coming out. So he and says, a dip can also. Yeah, well, a spike as in. Um, oh, sorry. If, if you don't, if you have a game is called off and you've been gearing up for it and you don't do anything that day, that's going to cause a dip, and then you're going to have a spike when you do go back to training, and that's going to cause injuries. So, um, if things are scientific as they are, like you'd imagine, it would be an absolute priority that that Cavan would have gone out and trained there, but. I, I don't think they did because Matty McLean said that uh, I'm not criticising I'm just making the observation that Matty McLean said that we're not, there's nothing we can do we can only get a pitch um, we're not going to get a pitch and I saw one of the cabin lads had up on, on social media a picture of a load of fellas at a bowling alley so they obviously went and did a bit of team bonding or whatever on a bowling alley that evening which is fair enough but um, I, I think it's for the better the more I think about it we're not at full strength at the minute there's fellas just coming back from injury a big defeat to, to Rowan if it had happened uh, would have dented morale. Would have wouldn't have had things in the long run. This way now, 
bear in mind that the Cavan are really targeting the Donegal and Roscommon games as winnable games you couldn't have chosen any better to, to have a week off the week before while while Donegal were going through a hell of a battle against against Dublin that was a Sunday and next is a Saturday night so Donegal have only six days to get over that one whereas Cavan now have a lovely run into it it's a home game now fair enough our home it's, it's their first game in three weeks yeah first game so two free weekends essentially yeah so like uh, it's set up nicely for Cavan to take points where they can take points so Cavan are favourites for this one I checked the odds of Paddy Power this morning I'm surprised at it considering I don't know that I texted you this day I mean I did earlier on pity I would have put you on the spot here but mm. um, in Cavan's last 14 league and championship matches at home they've only won six they've lost eight which is an yeah. incredibly bad record um, yeah. now it's a selective sample because like, they started that sample on the on the game that they lost they did win their previous one to, to that uh, in 2014 it's something similar to the idea that um, asking inter-county players in, in, in that are going into the Super 8 to play three games in 15 days is completely unfair but you're ignoring the six days either side of those 15 yeah, so yeah. essentially you could put in the same window and say that it's Three games in twenty-seven days. Yes, and I course. could, and my argument would be equally as valid as fifteen days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know? but but you know, if if you started if if you started from scratch in July twenty fourteen, uh, in the fourteen games since then, Cavan have won six home games. So, and you know the the, the worrying thing, and this is a trend with Cavan is losing or failing to win winnable games, and we, we've seen it. We've seen it a good bit. We saw it against Monaghan in our last game. We've seen it a lot. It is a trend. When I look back through those fourteen games, they should have won a lot of them. Like mm. compare compare that to Monaghan and Monaghan, the ideal example of it. The the game down in Kerry against Kerry that was a a game that could have been lost, but they managed to see it through. Cavan seemed to be slightly on the other spectrum, but you know it needs to be galvanised. Something needs to happen to click that these games that were that were playing well and that we deserve to win we have to be winning them because we were good enough to beat Monaghan we just didn't beat them yeah absolutely yeah and same when we played them in championship in 18 the months ago the last two so years ago yeah the last two years last two times we played them when we played them in the Ulster semi-final in 2014 2013 and 2015 both times lost by a point that's right and should have won both should have won especially the second one yeah. really like left it behind them but yeah look, I remember writing last time that uh, this time last year the Cavan were stuck in a rut in that they, they, they hadn't they hadn't taken a scalp and uh, the, way, the way I put it was it was a vicious, a vicious circle okay you need you need a bit of confidence that comes from winning games so you can take a big scalp to, to banish the mm. doubts but you need to, to have a scalp or two under your belt to have that bit of confidence so Cavan were stuck in a vicious circle and I did predict in the paper that if Cavan could win one game Last year they had lost the first two league games. Last year I, I was saying if they can win one good game, put one good performance together, it might click for them, and it did click. Mickey Hannan did, wrote the same around that time as well. Um, it did click for them. They won the the, mead. the, the mead game at halftime. They took that scalp against the head, and it, it gave them a massive surge of, of of confidence. And they rode the momentum and actually ended up getting promoted. So I think they they're back in a wee rut again. Yeah. Well, in terms of like, well, if you look at um, our last match in championship last year was the Derry game so if you look at, let's let's start let's start at the league final last year we okay coming up to the Monaghan game we had, a, we had a hell of a run or sorry the league final we had a hell of a run the league final last year we lost to Tyrone the, um, the we beat our man the first we beat round. our man the first round of the championship then we lost um, 
Tyrone. To, so then we drew with Tyrone. Then we lost to Tyrone. Then we beat Carlo. Then we lost to Derry. Then we lost to Dublin. Then we drew a Monaghan. So how many games have we won? Go back to that again. Start to sample to suit your argument. But let's say that the Tyrone game in the league final we lost. The the next one was the Armagh game which we won. The next one was the Tyrone game which we drew. So that's one win out of three. The next one was the Tyrone game which we lost. So that's one win out of four. Then Carlo, that's two wins out of five. Then Derry, that's that's two wins out of six. Or two wins out of eight. Two wins out of our last eight games. But then take the previous five games to the all to the National League final, and that brings it up to seven. Seven wins, wins out, out of thirteen. 13. Yeah. So, so you know it, it. It depends what way you want to start your sample. Yeah. You know, but but, 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 but it, that can be manipulated. Oh, of course, you know, but but it's it's like the ranking in golf. Your most recent event is is more. Um, is weighted with heavier in terms of your points in the in the PGA Golf rankings, and I think that's fair enough. Like the closer the event is, uh, the more it should be weighted because that that is your current thread of form. So look at Cavan Cavan need to win. Move moving on though, the, the effect of that game being called off is that now Cavan will play Tyrone on the twelfth of March in Healy Park, and it's a Sunday afternoon. Um, it's a hurling weekend essentially, but. The first round of the Division Two and Division Three, uh, all county football league were due to start on that. Were due to be played on that day. Now, as a result, those games have been postponed. So now, in the thirteen-game league, which the master fixture plan hasn't got any dates for the last three rounds. Sorry, the yeah, the eleventh, the twelfth, and the thirteenth round. Now there's a first round that has to fit in there as well. So again, and on the weekend when. It's told that the you know and and I believe that the three changes that were made at Congress do help the club player in fairness and we can debate that in a wee minute but this is an example of where the club player again has just been shafted. The club player is being shafted, but um, it's gonna ha- there's gonna have to be a separation between club and county football, and that's going to mean that clubs are going to have to play without their county players um, or club championship. Definitely, club championship needs to run along alongside intercounty championship. That's just it. That that's that's just it. Like managers have got too much power. Um, it's a cult of the manager. Like and yeah. they haven't been. But well, you can't blame take, a manager. Take Kilkenny. Take Kilkenny for example. I was listening to a podcast during the week. As I listen to an awful lot, of people will who listen to this podcast will will justify that. Kilkenny they play an All Ireland semi final. The following weekend they're playing their club. They're playing their club championship, and it could be a club championship semi final or quarter final. And I was listening to a Kilkenny player just saying how that. In when he was trying to break through onto Kilkenny team, and they were between the All Ireland semi final and final, they had two club championship games, and he was going out there saying to himself, "Well, in these two club championship games, in my opportunity to show Brian Cody, I'm going to be good enough to make this All Ireland team at the start and on the whatever second weekend in September." You know, so it it just goes to show that. Kilkenny were the, are the standard bearers in Horland and they play their club championship alongside the inter-county. They don't, they don't say, oh, we're, we're afraid of injury, we're afraid of, of something happening a player. If it happens a player, it happens a player. They don't hold up the entire county just for the county to do well and yet the county does well. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, at that. I, I agree 100% with that. And like, uh, Sean Boynan was a big advocate, advocate of that back in the day as well. Um, and his county went to the other extreme. Where they play a round of championship or maybe two in April and May, and then go eight, nine, ten weeks without a championship, and then run it off when meet are finished. You know, so they've they've gone to the other extreme. They're even worse than probably I would say Cavanagh. Yeah. Probably are, yeah. And they <coughs> used to run, they used to run it right through. And I know Cork 
that was a huge thing in Cork when their hurlers and footballers were, were going well like winning All-Irelands like 1990 both win the All-Ireland which just couldn't happen now like because it'd be just an absolute you, you literally would never get those club championships finished in football and hurling in Cork if, if both teams went to September mm. but um, they ran the club and football and hurling championships all the way through like and they lost players here and there to injury but the good far outweighed the bad but look at I've been in a massive debate with, with a couple of lads over the last few days about this. I think I think that we did reach a, a, tor- a fork in the road with Congress there um, over the last year or so. I think I think the GA basically was faced. This is how I look at them, I and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. The GA was faced with with the following uh, dilemma: the only way that they can improve the lot of the club player is to is to rein in and curb intercounty activity especially in football that's the only way I see that that you can make room for everything because there isn't room for everything but why would you why would you roll back on the thing that's paying the bills the thing that's making the money that's the thing that's paying for the development officers for the stadium all that stuff I can't I can't see I can't see what other business and you have to remember that the GA at the top end is, is a business because it's massive wage costs everything else hundreds of staff I can't see what other business would, would kill the golden goose so maybe the turning point when the story comes to be written of where why the GA ended up going professional, people will look back over over um, at something years and years behind us that we can't notice yet until we're far enough removed from it that we can look back and say actually yeah, that was the turning point. But this weekend marked a turning point for me in that instead of Park Duffy and, and uh, the the powers that be had had a chance to to um, address these club issues and stuff like that. And instead of actually, it was basically the sticker, the twist. Instead of actually reining it in, they they went the opposite. They went extra games for the big teams. It was totally against. It was totally against um, the 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 idea of reining in elitism. This is actually for. No, I'm not criticizing them because I think that that the the path that the, that the, it has gone on is the, is the path that it has gone on, and I think it, it probably was. We're probably lucky that that it, the game has survived as an, on an amateur basis to the point that it has. The demands that are on players are unsustainable. Terry Highland was saying last year repeatedly that that can't go on. You're getting to a stage where one any individual Dublin player can take in more sponsorship than one whole county. Well, and we know that with Dublin fellas getting brand new cars, whereas Leitrim are only getting 10, 15 grand for their main county sponsor. So at the moment, it's not a level playing field. What happens uh, if if it goes professional? What happens if you've got eight to ten teams, Damien, and it's split? It's split up. You've this the Super League. If Drummondy produce produce a brilliant underage player, let's say Drummondy produce a, a Kiamaki or a Shani Johnston, he's he's going to make it as a county player. Drummondy, you're not going to have him, but they'll be compensated the way junior soccer clubs are compensated. The club game can go on all summer. Clubs can play away at their own level. They're only going to lose a handful of players because there's only going to be five or six hundred intercounty players in the country. The club game can go on. It's going to be a it's going to be a much more level playing field, and you're going to have franchises, regional franchises of county teams, mm-hmm. and it, everyone's going to win. The GA is going to keep the money. The the clubs are going to be happier. Everyone is going to be a winner. The only thing that lo- the loses tradition. If you only have if you only have eight to ten teams, then you currently and and that, this is where Pat Spillane's point on on the Sunday game gone by was absolute madness. He said. You're getting rid of September. You know we're 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 giving up one of the months to the sexy sport of rugby and and soccer and our main competitors. 
We have nine months. We have nine months consistently from January right through to the end of August where we are the, the main sport in this country. And it, most of the column inches are taken up by the GEA and possibly could be more if the competition was structured right, that the best teams are playing against each other. Like, you look at it this weekend, this weekend gone by, and we were coming down the road from Oma together, but you're thinking, Jesus, if we can get in just in time to watch Monaghan and Kerry, isn't that a great game to yeah. watch? Or, I wonder, is Donegal and Dublin on telly, can we get to see it anywhere? Th- th- those are the conversations we were having, that people want, there's an appetite for the really good teams to play each other. That's what a Super 8 actually has made common sense. And, and on top of that, by bringing it in, they, it is of benefit to the club player, because the Super 8, from my understanding, is going to be run from the middle of July till the end of July so by August all those teams are going to be done and dusted bar four so you'll have four teams that, was that have the, to that play that was the same anyway but the August bank holiday you, you'd, have, you'd have every team out of it bar four anyway yeah but but the point the point being then though that even those four that you have the All-Ireland semi-final that was going to be the first weekend in August it's been brought forward the All-Ireland final oh yeah yeah it's going to be so yeah but, but the earlier final date is irrelevant to the Super 8. They could have had the earlier final day without bringing in the Super 8. I don't know why the GA have fudged that issue. Well, I do know because they wanted to get it through. But if you think about it... Well, no, it, sorry, the earlier... But that's I think that's why they separated the issue. That it, that it was three proposals instead of one because the Super 8 is a completely different issue. But what the Super 8 is doing is it's giving you, at the, at the peak of championship, when everybody wants to see good games with good teams... It's going to give you those. Good oh yeah, look, it's teams. going to be the Super Eight is going to be an absolutely monumental success. It is going to break all records in terms of revenue it'll generate. It's going to be like it's going to be like eight all. Revenue finals. generated is only a result of bums quality. on seats and yeah, as in, and bums on the seats will only go when there's quality games. Oh yeah, so it that's all positive. Yeah, that's I, that's, I, that's I actually hate the way some people think that because you're generating revenue, extra revenue. Oh, this is a bad thing for the GA. It's not. But generating extra revenue proves that your product is improving. That people want to go and see it. That's yes, all that's doing. This, but yes, but you're. I agree with everything you're saying. But where where is the logical um, the the logical destination uh, to that to that development you're talking about? You're talking about packed stadiums, not just for for four quarterfinals, but for all these for all these games. The place is going to be it's going to be unbelievable. It is going to be a massive shot in the arm for the game, and you do want the best teams. As I said to you before, but my brother always says, Hurling gets such great press because there's only eight good teams, and yeah. they're always playing each other, and every game is brilliant. All of that is great, but what it's also going to do is it's going to totally isolate the weaker teams. They're, yeah, they're, and like I'm not saying. Like it's 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 fantastic for the game, but it, all it, it is just a step towards this this whole. Um, it'll reach a point. I'm I'm trying to find the words. It'll reach a point where the a point of no return, where there is a market. If they find there's a market, this is absolutely huge. We're getting eighty thousand to these games. Like this is like the Heineken Cup would would kill for these numbers. It, it's going to reach a point why, where there's going to be no turning back. Can I ask you a point? And 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 it was again. I'm stealing somebody else's point. And I don't know who it was. I heard during the week. Why in God's name in the, in the GEA and we're the only culture or the only organisation in the world that we feel it's a it's our collective responsibility to to help the weak and bring them up to to balance the whole playing field? Why do we feel that that it's it's everybody else's responsibility? Why isn't it just Cavan's responsibility to get up to that level or Leitrim's responsibility to get up to that level? Do you know? You look at 
tennis it's not organised or, or soccer or rugby it's not organised to help the weak it's so that the best team wins the competition yes but that's where I think the GA is unique because the GA isn't isn't a race to the top like that it's a massive community based of course it's movement. a race to the top yeah yeah it, it is everybody's competing to win yeah, but there's a, of course they are. Yeah, but but does the sport always have to be just the survival of the fittest and nothing else? It's a the GA is a massive community based movement, whereas that's why it has has grown so big as it has. Whereas these other sports, like let's say professional soccer, there's no community basis in professional soccer. It's all about you're actually stripping your little community soccer teams of their best talent and and taking them away if they reach a certain age. And they had the the. Grassroots clubs had to fight for years to get anything to get the crumbs from the table as compensation from mm. these these big things. I, I think so. The then, w- so then, and and this is something because I, I we've we've had this discussion before. Is is the right answer then for the GEA? And it'll never happen. But the right answer for the GEA is get rid of county, make your clubs the elite, put your best clubs forward that your county champions play each other. That that's your elite game. Is because then if if that's if that's what we want if if, if as an organisation we want that the grassroots is everything and that we don't want to be the soccer's or the rugby's or every other sport that's in this world we want to hold on to the amateur status then get rid of the county game no, the county no, game no, should be no, gone I, I don't think that should that 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 would solve anything because what happened is you'd happen what would happen would be clubs would just grow up and replace counties as they are now and and it would we have the same situation what, what I think. Uh, could have been done I think it's gone too far to be honest but I think what could have been done was county football should have been should, could have been rolled way back and a very, a very staring hand taken to county football but and it would have meant by rolled back um, get rid of a lot of the competitions put a lot more focus on the clubs even out the distribution of wealth so that there wasn't a massive disparity like you know let's say back in back in um, the mid nineties, like when Leitrim won won uh, a Connacht title and they went up and lost by about ten points to, to Dublin in the All Ireland semi final. That was now like you'd be talking forty points. Like there's been such a disparity. And uh, Leitrim or Carlow are always the ones that are mentioned, but you can pick seven or eight counties in the in the same boat. I think all of these actions could have been taken years ago. Like I'm not begrudging fellas cars and all that, but you know there, there's a huge gulf there. Like there is no redistribution of wealth, and like the the, the reason the game was so strong for so long was there was like that model was there there was grants going to different counties it all went into a centre pool and a lot of it went back out but I think that that the GEA went in a different direction but I'm not blaming anyone because the more I've thought about this in the last couple of weeks I just thought it's absolutely inevitable like what sport doesn't when when there's so much money coming into it in the current era there's so much money coming into it what other way can it go like why not call into Michael Mooney at the Sleeve Rossa Bar, College Street in Cavan Town? The Sleeve Ross is famed for its warm, friendly atmosphere and great points. So drop into Michael and staff today. You won't be disappointed. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 433011. Right, to, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you on 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 there's four points that were that were the big points at the uh, at Congress that were voted on. The Super Eight, do you agree with it or disagree with it? Well, you asked me would I have voted for it or would I not? Well, no, I'm asking now that it's in. Do you agree? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Um, I think it's a good thing, but bear in mind that I'm look, I'm coming from from 
from a perspective that I think the professional game is coming down the road and I because th- I think that the current situation what do they say it's always darkest before the dawn the current situation is an absolute mess we're losing we're losing members we're losing players Club, clubs aren't happy you're losing people from watching the game Sean, yeah. Sean Kelly's point of 1.1 million people watched attended our games in 2003 and last year it was down to 700,000 Roughly those figures, you know. So you're you're at you're at what a forty percent loss there, you know. Amazing, like that's that's as we worrying. But I think, I think the only way that this is going to be resolved, it's gone so far, is what I said: a total separation of club and county. And the only way that that can be achieved is by letting the elite at it and paying them, and letting the clubs at it. So Super Eight, so is it, a good thing in terms of if that's what's coming down the track. Super Eight will, will fast track that, but Super Eight will will. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It'll create brilliant games, massive crowds, unbelievable money. It'll do all of that without a doubt. But it'll also definitely widen the division between top and bottom. bottom. Yeah, I, I I slightly disagree with you that it'll widen the, the division between top and bottom. But time will tell because I think the division has been there for an awful long time. Anyway, Kerry are the example of there. There's always been a division, you know. But maybe the Tyrones are the example that you can come from you can bridge that gap with the right work ethic, with the right structures in place. You know, Tyrone weren't always in that elite end. Dublin, Dublin Kerry were always there and always will be. Mayo were probably always there, in fairness to them, although they haven't won all Ireland, they're always in that top bracket. So I don't I don't think the elite is is any different than it ever was, personally. But maybe, maybe, but, but you, you look at Cavan, we're also proud of our heritage in Cavan and we've got a very good team at the minute. They might win something over the next few years. They might not, but there's no doubt that in a certain length of time they're going to, have to slip back down to pecking order. They're not always going to be a Division One team, like in ten or fifteen years. If they're still a Division One team, unbroken run in ten or fifteen years, like I'd, we'd be very happy sitting here as Cavan supporters. Of course, would. But but they, they're going to slip back down. It's going to ebb and flow. They might not win anything. We've won one Ulster title in fifty years at, at senior level. And whose fault is that? That's, that's not the GA that's not the fixtures oh, I'm, no, that's oh, not I'm not, I'm not uh, a portion of blame on anyone but I'm saying that that's the situation we're in do we want to, do we want another 50 years of that no but, but should we, that should be up to us to change not up to but, but structures it, but it can, the, how can it change how can it change if we're playing if we're playing because the gap is only widening like how can it change it if we're could, how, 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 how are we going to win all Ireland if we have to beat Dublin and Mayo and Kerry because we get better than them. Look, no, what's Monaghan trying to do? But where's Monaghan's all Ireland? But Monaghan, in fairness to them, they they beat Dublin, they beat Kerry last weekend, they beat Mayo three weekends ago. Like they're not they're, they're not looking and saying it's it's structured. We need help from somebody else. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah, that's yes, but they are the exception. And that with less the rule. with less population than we have. Yeah, of course, but they are the exception that proves the rule. Like if you look back and awfully one one Horland All Irons with a, with a handful of parishes playing Horland, they, they are the exception that proves the rule. But they are a total outlier. They, they, you should tell me who else has done that in football. Like, well, Tyrone done it from from a point. Well, Tyrone have got a massive base of players. Like they have a huge nationalist community now in Tyrone, which is double what it was fifty, sixty years ago. Like, like, like I I think that the gap is is widening, and. You know, maybe playing devil's advocate. Maybe that's maybe we need to focus on our clubs. What what are we about here? We want do we want to go along and, and comp- at best get into Division One for a few years and, and hold our own and compete, or do we want to be? Do we want to go out and put our resources into our clubs and let our best players go and play for a representative team? 
Yeah, no, it, it, it's uh, Mickey Hannon described it in his column this week, Damien, as an existential crisis in the GA. Didn't he take a step back and say, "What are we all about?" Like you, you said to me a few days ago. I know you're playing devil's advocate as well, but are we going to deny four or five hundred players a chance to play professionally? Mm. You know, who knows? But, but the, the GA need to decide what their their mission statement really is, and and the grassroots as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Actually, it it does. We are for probably one for better for it. We're in a state of limbo because. I d- nobody knows right down the road this is where we want to be there's not there's not direction coming from the hierarchy in Crow Park to say listen in 10 years time ideally what we want is that the Super 8 over a 5 year period from 10 years to 15 years time has 22 different teams in that Super 8 over those 5 years that's that's what we're looking for that's the target it's not it's not been clearly mapped out you know so maybe that's that's possibly what we need maybe leadership that shows the way that we want to go and we want to show that our club numbers are growing or that our attendances are growing nobody seems to know exactly what is the the, the end result of the structures we're trying to put into place but yeah. but, but there's only one way to to to, to um really account for all that and put put something on it and that's to say revenue is up revenue is up 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 you can't put a put a, a figure on the feel good factor you can't put a figure on but you can, the but satisfaction you can, at grassroots level no but you can put a figure you can, you can put a figure on satisfaction at grassroots levels by the number of people playing the sport at grassroots level at at underage which your article last week perfectly showed in Cavan that there is a decline in underage participation and there's a decline at adult level participation like it, it, it's across the so, board so yeah okay so I'll throw back at you so if that if that logic is correct we're accepting then that th- that there is a serious um malaise at grassroots level and if numbers numbers of of play- players participating is way down so i cannot see what what the super eight is going to do for that okay and again to play the devil's advocate what it's going to do for that is give the top quality games the top quality teams playing against each other at the right time of year and bring more brilliant games for people to look at and go oh gosh now that's why I love Gaelic football I'm going to go back out and kick a ball yeah but I'd also say to the to the kid in, in uh, Leitrim or the kid in, in Fermanagh who was, who was never won a Ulster title or the kid wherever else one of these Minnow counties um, or, or you could say Cavan because we haven't won in 50 years it's going to say to them this is what you could have won you'll never get to this level you might once in 30 years somehow by a freak r- chain of events might make a quarter final and that's what you have to aim for and the reason for that is there's more people in a few housing states in Tallaght than in your whole county and there's more there's millions and millions of euro there's more money in sponsorship going into a, the Dublin full forward line than it's going to your whole county is the Super 8 going to really go you're, are you really going to go yeah but Super 8's last though because uh, I can go to Croker and, and cheer, cheer along no no We'll move on to, is the All-Ireland final has been brought back a good thing for the GA or yeah, not? Yeah, definitely. And is the getting rid of replays and tightening up the, the schedule there, is that a good thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah I they're think, all, they're I all good think that, that, that allows them to schedule games better. Like, it's where you couldn't get w- rid of bad bad weather and rain as well. Yeah, it'd be great, but sure, maybe that can be done at next <laughs> year's Congress. The CPA were, were torn down, membership, which was a little bit strange, or not membership, sorry, recognition, um, was a little bit strange that they said, I, I was watching this at Congress and a number of the delegates said, well, look, we don't know what the CPA are about. You know, it, it, it's not quite clear. They're in their infancy. We, we don't know exactly what they're looking for. I'm sorry, as clear as God what they're looking for. 
a fixture solution to, for the club player. Everybody knows that, and I thought that was a cop-out by the county board delegates who spoke, but what's your opinion on the CPA not getting recognition? I think they're, they're um, a very noble initiative, and I definitely think they're, they're in it for the right reasons, the CPA, but I think that maybe they're a little bit aggressive um, in their approach, and I don't think that the the GA membership like delegates people who go to Congress they're quite conservative older people a lot of them older than us a lot of them I don't think that, I think that rubbed a lot of them up the long way, the wrong way um, I think that the, the they didn't get a mandate from their members first of all and I think their membership is a very loose thing because they didn't they called it the Club Players Association but they made a point of saying everyone has to join this if you're only lining out the pitch you have to join this so it was kind of a all things to all men. Everyone, everyone in the GEA, they kind of invite, invited to join. You, they don't, so they don't have a constituency. Who do they really represent? Oh, we represent everyone. Well, you don't because you can't represent everyone. You yeah, have to, you have to represent a, a, a certain group in our, a certain slice of the pie. So I think they, they made a, mis- a, a mistake there. Also, the fact that how you, how you became a member was in any purchase or anything you make in society, there's, a, there's an exchange. You hand over 10 grand they give you the keys of a car. You buy a, a, a Mars bar, they give you a receipt. With this cheap, um, CPA thing, you just fill in a form online, that was it. You got, maybe got an email back saying you're a member, but what did they really mean? Like, What was the stuff you filling in a hundred of them when you're at it? Do you know, I, I, I thought there had to be a little bit more weight to it than just filling in, a, in an online form or sending an email. I know that was the way to, to reach, that's only a small thing, that was the way to, to reach the most people, but I just thought, mm. nah, 20,000 20, people, they claimed it was 20,000 people Maybe they should have put out the, the thing as well to prove was there 20,000. I'd like to see maybe a list or a database or even screenshots, something like that, put it out there in the public domain that we can see there's 20,000. It sounds like a handy number. They did also claim like to, got, to have got 10,000 emails after a couple of days of it at the start. Declan Brennan claimed that. He also said that they'd, they'd have a rep in every club in Ireland within two weeks when I interviewed him there seven or eight weeks ago. Like I don't think every club in Ireland has a rep. I actually emailed them in, in my capacity as a handball official uh, to ask them did they have any plans about my handball never got a reply so I don't know like they also, they also um, I know I know they attracted in well known inter-county names like, cause, and a lot of them are back playing with their clubs now, so they're club players as well to get the thing off the ground these are people who have who can catch the eye of the media as well but like you know it's a club players association but like so many of the of the, the big names that are involved in it are known for their involvement with, with their counties like Liam Griffin great Wexford Horland man with Wexford Horlers, Aaron Cairn and like Ulster, load of Ulster medals with our man, Anthony Miles, who who actually left his club in Mead and went to a club in Dublin when he was playing and went back, I think, to Mead in his last year. So like, you know, these are county men that were that were kind of doing it more so than club men. So I thought I think they made a few a few yeah, tactical they mistakes. Possibly needed those people to to get publicity, to add weight to it that, you know, essentially their point is that everybody's a club player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know their chairman um, is from Balnacree up there, and he he wasn't a county figure, like mm-hmm. so. Like definitely. But I think they just made a few mistakes. Um, should the G should the G have recognised them? Uh, well, the, the vote wasn't even taken. I think they should have let them speak. I couldn't have done any harm. Like I know, yeah. it, but it, I think that what what annoyed them was there was a bit of a sense of entitlement from the CPA. They thought they they had been given a mandate by this this twenty thousand people filled in a form online. That's that that's not a mandate for me now. So I think that that kind of annoyed the G. It wasn't even a form. Essentially, it was you put in your email address, you 
you might have to put in your county. I think that was it. There was two, three steps at most in it. Yeah, there you go. Like, and the, the other thing is, like, you see these these um, spoof petitions online. That's called this boat boating like boat face, and it hits a million signatures. You know, so mm. how much weight is can you put behind these things either? Like, yeah, it possibly does need a little bit more time. I do think though that the GA needs to listen to the fact that there is a blight, there is a problem there with club players. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. I'll give you an example of, as in my role as killing care manager, uh, one of our players his wife is studying over in the UK, so he has to, you know, they, they go over and back each weekend or each second or third or fourth weekend. So he was planning out his weekends to that he was available to go over. And before the fixtures actually fully came out, he had March 12th booked that weekend that he'd be over there. And then the fixtures came out and we had our first round against Knockbride on March 12th. So he came to me and said, look, if I change my flight to come back early on Sunday morning would the game be at 2 o'clock or do you think it could be a very early game because he'd be back at 11 o'clock we'll say and I said no if you if you change your flight you can come back early you'll make the game so he said right I'll change my flight he changed his flight and now the game's cancelled you know like that's that's horrible it's not just an inconvenience it's a financial burden on him and he's not asking the club to to pony up money for these flights he's doing it out of his own pocket in an expensive time for him like it's that's completely unfair that's, that's totally unfair and that doesn't happen in, in other sports that I know of like. no no, like that is take, that's taking people for granted. In other sports, he wouldn't come home. This lad is so committed. He does this. He does this all year long. Like he 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 organizes his his. His his weekends, his windows to see his wife. He organises them around Gaelic football, and it's because he loves the game and he loves the sport. But he's been he's been absolutely messed around by fixtures, and that's it's completely unfair. And that's why the CPA, in its idea, is a really worthy cause. Yeah. It's it's worth following through. Now maybe they didn't go about their business right from start to finish, but. They, it is showing that there's a problem. There's a major problem here and it hasn't been addressed and the hierarchy have been looking at, as you say, maybe the bigger game or the long term, but they're, they're, they're ignoring the grassroots and have done not just in, in in the last four years. They've been doing it for the last 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Although, although um, I don't think there's any individual in Crow Park at a higher level who wouldn't have sympathy for that fella into killing care you're talking about or, or would like to see it go the way it's gone I think it, I think it's drifted I think it's drifted towards well, that and, 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 and the clubs and drifting happens drifting happens when the person in control or the people in control allow a situation to get away from themselves yeah but and there, that's there, been happening over now maybe maybe it's it's a result of the simple fact that we have a new president every four years so how much can you actually well, the, change well yes but that's why you have an Irish Johar who's permanent you know but but the, there is an awful lot of links down the chain of command between Park Duffy and the Killing Care Club footballer. Like, so 
maybe he's been let down by his own club management committee maybe he's been let down by the county board fixture makers maybe they're been let down by the Ulster you know there's an awful lot of change of change I'll give you I'll give the you the example when I heard that that game between Cavan and Tyrone was refixed for the Sunday I, I asked the question why could that not be played on the Saturday night and leave the club players play their game on the Sunday as normal and and that was it and now I don't know did Cavan County Board apply or or make any uh, approach to the CCC to make that fixture for Saturday night as a result of them having games but surely that would have been the common sense and if they cared about club players that's what they'd have done hmm. oh yeah look it's a, it's a no brainer but um, t- the last comment on that let, let's say that uh, club and county football went their separate ways and you had a, a county football wasn't a club footballer anymore that guy in Killing Care and there's a thousand other fellas like him around, around the country he'd be much better off that wouldn't happen to him again yeah you're right finally very very finally this has gone on an awful lot longer than we anticipated so stick with us Cavan against Donegal this weekend Donegal off the back of drawn with the All-Ireland champions uh, and Michael Murphy free in the last minute levelling the sides but Cavan after after a nice bit of a rest you know how do you expect this game will go I'm, I'm surprised to see Cavan as, as favourites um, our home form has been very poor for a start like as we said earlier Shit, I thought I thought I was going to break out that staff, but I forgot I already I already <laughs> shot that one out of the chamber. Um, yeah, but our home form hasn't been good. Um, they're coming off the back of a draw with Dublin, so like it's surprising to see Cavan as favourites. I know we drew a Monaghan and they sort of franked the form with with a great win down in Kerry. Um, but I, I did I thought Donegal would be slight favourites. Cavan are even money and Donegal are eleven to ten, and I reckon anyone who's listening to this, um, we're talking now on on Tuesday, but. By the time this goes live, that 11 to 10 could be long gone because I think people will be backing that because um, Dublin handled us pretty comfortably and Tony Gall gave them all, the, all they wanted. Yeah, there was a debate, there was uh, an argument or debate that somebody put at that Dublin Cavan result and, and as you said, they did handle us fairly comfortably but they were coming off the fact that they were extremely fresh. Um, they hadn't done any real training. Now Dublin are in their training mode and maybe bodies are tiring and, and the level of performance was better against Cavan than it has been against both Tyrone and Donegal. That's, that's uh, you know... The that goes back to something we were arguing about the la- after the match the last freshness. day. Freshness. Maybe, yeah, you know, if, you're, if we're going to make the point that Dublin were better because they were fresh and, and they're they're going to be not as good because they've been training hard. But I know what you're saying, they're, they don't want to peak now, they want to peak in... Yeah. The summer, like, but so it'll be interesting to see. Like, going, I, I can see why the bookmakers have put Cavan in as favourite. You know, going on on previous results, I think the Monaghan game would have lifted up Cavan. You know, would have made us look better. Um, you know, did 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 the Donegal Dublin game then on the same balance make us look worse? You know, it's it's hard to know. Yeah, but we're going to need a huge performance. I think that the break will help Cavan um, coming into it. Uh, we're, but we're going to need huge, huge performances from our main players. Like, like they've st- people are saying that Donegal are in tra- transition. Uh, I think they've still got an awful lot of quality. Like, if you look through their team, they've still got Neil McGee, Ryan McHugh, Michael Murphy. You know, Paddy McBrearty. They've got they've still got class players. Like, and fellas who have won things and are very good in tight games, and they've got all the benefits that that experience brings. Um, so we're going to need huge games from all our main men. Can Cavan beat Donegal? Yeah. Of course, Cavan can beat Donegal, um, but I definitely think it's the biggest game yet now for McLean. Is it is it time for Cavan maybe to stop as as a county to stop maybe thinking 
so poorly on it. Like I, I was talking to a Monaghan man last week, and he was going down to Kerry full of optimism. We're going to look. We've beaten them before. We know we're going. We're well capable of beating Sherm- Kerry. Are no great shakes, and they were going down with this arrogance. In Cavan, we don't seem to have had that in Division One yet. Like I, I think maybe there's part of it that we need to be saying, yeah, Jesus, for God's sake. Pound for pound, we're good enough to beat Donegal. So there's, there should be no excuses. And I, I'm thinking, coming around to the way of thinking that maybe it's time to put the pressure on them. These players have promised and promised and promised, and we know they're capable. So deliver. Time to deliver. You know, this Donegal game is a massive one. It was one of the ones that I've been saying from the start of the league that we need the target, we need to win the points on it. I, I think getting less than a victory here puts Cavan in a really, really bad situation and a bad light. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, it'll it'll mean that we've won, we'll have lost nine home games out of fifteen, which would be horrendous. Like you know, good teams win their home games. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't want any team to look at you, look at the fixture list, and go, "Yeah, we, I don't." Want. Gavin away, oh, that's all right. Like no team looks at the fixture list and goes, "Oh, can't wait to go to Blaney." Yeah. Do you know what it. I mean? So very, like, very true. Well, you need to make ourselves that horrible team that no one wants to play. Yeah, throw in, I think it's at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock in Kingspan Breffney Park. Um, so we'll have a post-match podcast after that show as well, so tune into it. Thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for joining me here on the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast. It ran on a wee bit late, but passionate debates always seem to between myself and Paul. Later on in the week, I'll hopefully be bringing you some uh, preview interviews with some of the Calvin panel and management. <laughs> Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.